what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, August... Oh! Friday, August 13th! Spooky! Wow! I am just realizing that I have been knee-deep, waist-deep, nipple-deep, lip-deep in work this week and will continue to be that way through next week. Next week is orientation for our new class of students. We are orienting them so that they can be emboldened, impassioned, and another word that starts with M, leaders of tomorrow at the DePaul University College of Law, located at 25 East Jackson Boulevard. My name is Quinn. This is my show, and uh, we're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. We are one of the top 500 podcasts in the city. We are the People's Podcast. I am the Karachi Kid. Hello to my friends in Pakistan. How are you? Good to see you. It's no longer Friday the 13th where you are. The ghouls are gone. Okay. Um, yeah. Today's one of those shows. We, we've been on a pretty good run the last, I don't know, four weeks or so. Um, not only good, what I feel has been good quality content. In fact, I've listened back to the last I, at least four or five shows I've done in a row, which I don't normally do. I used to consistently listen back to my shows, not as frequently these days, um, but I, I have listened back to the ones I've been doing for the last couple of weeks because I just thought they'd been really fun. I'm coming in today without much of an agenda, and I know that's a surprise, but... I figured I would be forthright with you. Here, here's the deal. Work has, has been crazy. I am just overall across the board low energy. Um, it's it's like I, I've still been, you know, running, you know, my normal schedule. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just a combination of the heat outside and work being crazy and then here's the big thing and i guess this is kind of what we'll lean into today rest in peace to work from home when you you talk about things that spook me number one on my list today work from home is officially dead today is the day uh so last two weeks we kind of had like a retransition period Back into the office, even though everything with COVID is going one way, we are going the other, and that way is downtown to our office. Uh, yeah, work from home started my last my last day of like normal nine to five life up until this Monday was March sixteenth, twenty twenty, my twenty fifth birthday and so for the last 17 months almost exactly it will be exactly 17 months on monday monday to monday 
Uh, it's been work from home. Two different apartments. First up in Rogers Park. Now down here in Lincoln Park. And I got to tell you, I, I thrived. It, it, and it's uh, obviously COVID is awful. And so many terrible things have happened in the last 17 months. But I, I got to tell you, for me personally, not, not saying like COVID was amazing. No, work from home was, I, I did so well. I could wake up, roll out of bed at 8.55. Here, I, we'll just go through like the routine, I guess. And I'm gonna, we're just Friday the 13th style, spooked out. Rest in peace to all the things that I'm going to list here that I'm going to miss so much. And I think most people who you know are listening in some capacity probably had a work-from-home period. Some of you might still be going work-from-home. Some of you might have only had it for a week or two weeks, whatever. But um, hopefully we can all relate to my eulogy, my extended work-from-home eulogy. Here's the, I, I honestly, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I like, but one of the best, if not the best things, going to sleep on a work night and not setting an alarm. Because it didn't matter. If I woke up at 6.15 and I was ready to go, cool. If I woke up at 8.59 and I was ready to go, what's the difference? As you literally just wake up, to be perfectly honest, from about, you know, summer months, so from like May until September, you don't even need to put a shirt on unless you have a Zoom call. I will say for the first maybe three or four months of the pandemic, my office, which there were five of us to start and then four for most of the pandemic and now we're back to five, we had a daily Zoom call at 9.30 a.m. to check in and that was that that was something that I've long forgotten about because it's been gone for a year now, but I really didn't miss it. That was the worst. But then you you finish that, you whip your shirt off because it's hot, you got no AC, and you're just living the dream, man. Like you're you're just I you know answer emails as they come in, do whatever I need to do. But yeah, you could just sleep in. I mean, occasionally I would wake up. And go for a run, but I'm just not a morning runner type of person. Except for 4 a.m. on Saturdays, which is calling my name in literally 12 hours here. It's 3.30 p.m. on Friday the 13th, 2021. Uh, Yes, I am on the clock. I am working. I'm taking my lunch break. Which kind of sounds like a cop-out, but it's actually true because I haven't left the house yet today. And I've been mostly working. So, this will count as my lunch break, okay? Get off my back. Sleeping in was amazing. And to be perfectly honest, in my new, with my new commute, moving down here to Lincoln Park, it's really not so bad. I mean, if I just want a normal day where I get to my office at 8.30, as long as I'm out the door by 7.50, 7.55, I'm good to go. And frankly, I don't really do much in the morning other than put on clothes, you know, prepare coffee, lunch, whatever, 
and head out the door. That usually takes 20 to 30 minutes total. Um, and that's, that's moving at my morning pre-coffee snail's pace. Because God knows, once I get once I once you get that coffee going, I am just boom, boom, boom. I am unstoppable. I go, I go from there. I'm I, there's such a fine line for me between like I can't function and I'm jittery and nauseous. <laughs> I don't know if my coffee portions are just too big right now. Or what the problem is. And it's really, it's not a huge deal. I'm not actually that, like, jittery or nauseous usually after one serving of coffee. But if I dip into that second serving, I can be so tired in the middle of the day, go get a coffee, and come out on the other end and be like, holy moly, time for me to discover a new element or something. Quintonium. With one N, just because it would be, just because it would be, uh, you know, kind of fun that way, I think, you know, quintonium. I think that would be fun. Uh, So yeah, sleeping in was awesome. Here's the next favorite thing, and for me, it's really a bigger deal in the summers than any other season, but when it's just way too hot and humid. I, the last couple of weeks of going into the office here, uh, inconsistently, soon to be consistently, I, I, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I really hate having to put on pants and like tuck in a shirt and wear a belt and then have to go outside. Because even though I have a short half mile walk to the train, it's just, especially the last couple of weeks in Chicago, it's been pretty miserable temperature wise. And it's so humid. The air is so thick. You get to the train and it's just, you got sweat just rolling down your legs. And your lower back is like the Bolivian rainforest. And I don't know. I just, that doesn't, that really doesn't do it for me at 8 a.m. I, because with work from home, the only time I'm ever sweaty is when I go for my run, come home, you shower, it's great. I really, I like exercising. I don't like just like being alive when I'm not working out and feeling sweaty. And that's what, Summers are like when you got to wear dress clothes and walk around outside. It's very unpleasant. And then, of course, you get into my office, which sits at a cool and comfortable 41 degrees Fahrenheit year-round, which is great because for, for a hot second, you, you cool off very quickly. And then you, you're in that sweet spot, kind of like my coffee. You're in the sweet spot for all of 10 minutes where you're de-sweatified and feeling good about yourself, and then you start throwing on your winter parka because you can't survive. It's so cold in there. Um, so, yeah, that's something I miss. I don't mind 
And, you know, the older I've gotten, you know, the more you spend and invest on your clothes, et cetera, you know, getting stuff that you like fits right. It's not just the cheapest option, all that great stuff. So I'm not necessarily uncomfortable in the clothes I'm wearing, although I, I, I'm wearing gym shorts and a white T-shirt right now. I tell you what, I'm very comfortable. Um, but it's just the sweat. Coming back home, I still get sweaty. I don't mind it as much because I can get home. I can throw my stuff in the washer dryer, but I'll miss that. Um, something else I'm going to miss in our, as part of our rest and peace to work from home eulogy is what I'm doing right now. I'm lying on the couch, and it's awesome. Here's the thing. It's 3.30 p.m. Yes, it's a Friday, but this generally applies to most of my work days. I tend to have most, the majority of my meetings before 2 p.m. in any given day. Calls, meetings, whatever. And then it's, it's not uncommon, at almost always one night a week, sometimes two nights a week, for me to have to work late. And not crazy late, but, you know, some event that happens at 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6, whatever, goes till 7, 7.30, yada, yada, yada. But my time from, like... 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock every day. Now, do I typically go for a run? Yes. But outside of that time, it's usually not too crazy, not that much. No way of emails coming in or anything like that. And so when I work from home, I will just chill, man. Put the feet up, lying back on the couch. Do I ever actually, like, actively take a nap? No. I don't, I'm sure it's happened a handful of times in the last 17 months, but I don't, I'm not actively like, okay, and here's nap time. I will just like lie there and watch something on, you know, the computer or TV or listen to music or something, but I'm not like sleeping. Not that it's that big of a deal anyways, but just going back to the office, you realize like you can't, you can't lie down on the couch because they don't have a couch in my office. So I've been looking into maybe buying a cot online, something that folds up real nice. Am I slowly becoming George Costanza? Yes. That's okay. Uh, But I definitely miss it, right? Like, my job can be really busy at times. It's very busy right now. But for the most part, because I'm relatively low on the totem pole, my job at a certain point in the day becomes... Answer some emails, you know, maybe uh, one or two pressing things that come in via, like, you know, direct message on Teams or a text message, whatever. But, like, otherwise, it's not like, okay, I have a, I have a project that I'm actively working on until I punch out at 4.30 p.m. So there's that aspect of it, too. Kind of on the flip side, uh, one, one thing about going back to the office that is nice, I don't want to, this whole thing to be a downer. One thing that's kind of nice about it, I mentioned I start at 8.30, and I just mentioned that I end at 4.30, etc. But work from home, we've, everyone in my office, and I'm sure that this is very common elsewhere, it's like, and I mentioned earlier, right right at the top of the show, Maybe I wake up at 6.15, maybe I wake up at 8.59, doesn't really matter. Well, here's the thing with me personally, 
if I wake up and it's 7.30 and I'm just like not doing anything because I have time for a run later, then I, I just start working, answer emails, work on stuff I know I need to do that day. But it's not, you know, as if I'm like stepping away from my computer or closing my computer for good, you know, at like 3 p.m. on those days, right? You still go. And for the most part, it's until after 5. Not crazy after 5, but, you know, someone shoots me an email at 5.15, I'll answer them. With work from home or with, with back into the office, yeah, do I consistently need to make sure I'm getting at 8.30? Yeah, it's not a huge deal. But getting you to leave at 4.30 and having an hour-long lunch break in there, which I haven't utilized really yet because uh, I've still been running at home. But as I'm back in the office full-time now, I will plan to bring my running stuff to the office, so I'll get that hour back. Um, leaving at 4.30, it's great. Most days, I can walk into the, the apartment at 5.05, 5.10. You know, if I want to do something that night, it's not as big of a hassle. Or we can do something right after work. It's great. Uh, I can cook if I want. Now, granted, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a gigantic improvement. Uh, improvement on the work from home model it's simply just like not as huge of a loss if that makes sense and some nights i got i got stuff to do real housewives of beverly hills wednesday nights it starts at seven o'clock sharp they're not waiting for anybody speaking of which little announcement uh, because it's happening a lot sooner than anticipated for me at least the real housewives of salt lake city Season 2 trailer dropped today, along with the premiere date, September 12th, um, which is, is that a Sunday? What night are they putting that on? September 12th. It is a Sunday. Is that when they're premiering it? Are they are they putting Real Housewives of Salt Lake City on Sunday nights? I, we're, I'll circle back. That would be the worst thing of all time. Uh, I don't have official confirmation on, on that yet. I thought that's what they said, though, September 12th, which would just be, like, terrible. I know that there aren't maybe not are not a ton of people out there, viewers, who would want to simultaneously watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Sunday Night Football, but there is one. And he, te- he, he, he happens to be the host of this show. But, yeah, if, if you don't know, I've been watching uh, Real Housewives of New York. And Real Housewives, <laughs> it sounds silly to say out loud, but it's true. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, these seasons. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. But we will, we will get back into the, uh, our, our weekly Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. I'm excited to bring that back. That's a fun segment that we did. Um, end of last season, start of this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're bringing it back, baby. Okay. Uh, what else about work from home am I going to miss? Oh, here's a huge thing. This, this is slightly lazy, but I just think it's the way it should be. I'm really going to miss being able to just, like, bop out to get groceries, Anytime I want. Maybe it's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. I don't have anything going on until 1. 
I'm all caught up on emails. I'm good to go. I'll have teams on my phone if anyone needs anything urgently. Yeah, I'll take a 10-minute walk to Mariano's, get my groceries for the week. It's amazing. Now, when you go back to the office, and here's where I mentioned maybe it's just me being a little bit lazy, but you got to plan ahead, right? Go on the weekends, which is what I did before. But my weekends, at least right now, my weekends are, are just really busy lately. It'll clear up a little bit after, like, Labor Day, like two weeks after Labor Day. Um, but for, yeah, for, for now, it's just really crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm really just going to be, because if you go, you go to the grocery store, I can't really go before, although I think one of my local spots opens at seven and I don't really have to leave the house till almost eight. So that is an option, but you go to the grocery store afterwards, man. I was literally, I finished a run last night. I had to work late. And I got back, went for a run. I was walking back. It was like 7.45. And granted, this is later than I would go if I went to the grocery store right after work. But I don't think that the traffic or the volume of customers in the store would be significantly less. The lines in the Trader Joe's alone were just horrific. And it's because we're all in the same boat, slowly sinking, crashing against the rocks, Fading into the nine to five America corporate black hole of death and heart disease. That might be the most poignant thing I've ever said on the Beantown podcast. Speaking of sad and poignant, uh, actually, the Killers dropped an album today. It's their second one in under 12 months. Or just about, maybe just over 12 months. I'm trying to remember when Imploding the Mirage came out. Maybe it was last summer already. Um, yeah, it's called Pressure Machine. It's like a concept album. There's a lot of uh, kind of narration. It's about basically kind of like an autobiographical thing by Brandon Flowers about growing up. Um, I listened to it once through just about an hour before I started recording here. They didn't do much advertising. They didn't release any singles or anything leading up to it. Uh, They they just kind of dropped it overnight. Um, And it's fine. It's very uh, restrained, laid back. It's, you know, every band's going to do that eventually. Uh, But, I mean, I want to listen to it, obviously, again. But there's only one or two songs on the track of, you know, 12 or 13 that kind of get up into that, like, killer's energy level that is kind of their standard. So it's interesting that, you know, this is their, what did, did I say, seven? I think it's their seventh. Let's see. You got Hot Fuss, Sam's Town, a Day and Age, Battleborn, Wonderful, Wonderful, Imploding the Mirage, and number seven. It's called Pressure Machine. Uh Pretty, every single one of those albums before this, and obviously they've evolved a lot over the last 17 years, but they, they've that energy level, that Springsteen-esque boom, anthem, stadium rock, high energy that's been there. And this one, it's not. It's reminiscent, uh, it just not necessarily stylistically, but just kind of from a overall discography perspective of when Coldplay went to uh, Ghost Stories. Uh, which obviously was also like not intended to be, 
you know, go, Ghost Stories by Coldplay is very much like Chris Martin writing about his divorce. Um, much more personal than most of their albums. And this one, I guess, is is the same way. It's not about divorce. It's about a lot of other themes. But, yeah, it's super restrained. Uh, it's one of those albums, if you just turn it on and have it in the background, you're not paying attention, you're doing something else, it'll finish and you'll be like, boy, I don't know about that. But if you do active listening and really pay attention to uh, the uh, Brandon Flowers lyrics, really well-constructed, very applicable, uh, almost Death Cab-esque in terms of, like, these are poems, basically, or ballads or just stories in general, and we threw some music on there, not to d- to diminish the music in any way, but it's not really the focus. It's much more lyrically. So, yeah, this isn't the, the type of, uh, like, they're probably going to just pick one song off of this album, and I think I already know what it is, but... And play it on their tour. I can't imagine they would play more than one on their upcoming tour. Um, whereas their album before this, Imploding the Mirage, has at least three, I would think, songs that they're going to like consistently integrate into the set list. So, uh, yeah, it's still good. Uh, I, I want to watch, or not watch, I want to listen again. Maybe maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Here is something, speaking of watch, we haven't done a lot of, you know, movie talk on the Bean Tom podcast lately. I haven't done a lot of movie action um, in general. I haven't, haven't watched a lot, by, like, at home by myself. I've mostly just been watching television and just not watching that much in general outside of, like, Real Housewives and Bachelorette on Mondays, which is done now, it was the finale of this last week, but we didn't even talk about that. But haven't haven't just wa- just haven't watched much in general. Just entertained myself with uh, other things, I guess. But uh, we saw the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, which is a sequel slash reboot slash remake of Suicide Squad from what was that 2017 uh and it's it's probably a lot less confusing because i didn't see suicide squad or else i would have a whole lot of questions about what you know what's the same what's different so i don't think there was any recasting they just, like, some characters were holdovers from the old one, and then most of the characters were new ones. But it was, I'm not a superhero person movie. And outside of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, I really don't think I've ever seen a DC superhero movie that I'm like, oh, yeah, this was actually really well-made, well-crafted, whatever. Man of Steel, I thought, was solid, but, you know, not spectacular. And to be fair, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. I never saw either Wonder Woman. I didn't. I Actually, I saw most of Aquaman with Sam Anderson two months ago on television. Um, and I 
Uh, listener discretion is advised when listening to being to podcast. I'm more occasionally use language. Number two, it's uh, objectively terrible. Aquaman, I thought was just, an, uh, just. I'm gonna swear. I thought it was fucking awful, and I know it did really well at the box office and people loved it. I, it was like like watching the acting. Maybe I just missed all the Willem Dafoe scenes, but it. I thought it was like this is the worst. I hate this so much. Uh, I never saw, you know, Batman versus Superman. I tried to watch it on a plane once, and it was so bad I turned it off. And I don't I, – uh, Justice League, I don't know if I already mentioned that. I didn't see that. So granted, I'm not the best judge of uh, DC movies because I haven't actually seen that many of them. But I thought this one was fine. It's the same director who did Guardians of the Galaxy. And so from a filmmaking perspective, I actually thought it was really it was it was really solid. Um you know, it has a ton of big names. The cast is crazy. It's Idris Elba, John Cena, Harley Quinn, um I, I, the cast is crazy cuz there's kind of like two different sets of, or groups of, of, of people. Uh, Viola Davis, David Dusmalchian, who's a DePaul alum. Also, the director's brother plays a character called the Weasel, who's also a DePaul alum. The brother, not the Weasel. And Michael Rooker, DePaul alum. This movie featured like three prominent characters who all went to DePaul, which I thought was really cool. And a whole Pete Davidson is in there, of course. Uh, Jay Courtney, Jai Courtney, however you say his name. Captain Boomerang. Uh, whatever the guy's name who plays Rick Flagg. Um, what is that actor's name? Rick Flagg. Actor. Joel Kinnaman. I'm not as familiar with him, but I know his face. Uh, and definitely other people I'm forgetting, but they're all in the film um and uh oh uh taika watiti the like new wes anderson guy he was in there too crazy cast uh i thought it was i thought it was fine we watched it on hbo uh max or go or whatever it is i think there's hbo go and there's hbo max which seems silly to say out loud but i think it's true anyways other things that I will miss about work from home. Just the grind, man. The every day until retirement, when you you know you had to commute and go into the office, it's like this is my life. Whereas work from home, I just felt very balanced. I don't know. There's a lot of things about being back in the office that are good, that are healthy, being much more social, all that stuff. It's it's great. I'm a little reluctant to do it, but it's good for me. But I don't know. I just felt like work from home was something where it's like I can do this and not feel like I'm going to be a mid-30-year-old burnout. Um, so that's a little sad to say, too. Here's here's one one thing that is really tough about COVID still being a serious threat. And why it feels a little silly to me to be back in the office full-time rather than more of a flexible hybrid schedule. 
when when I go to my office, I'm behind one locked door and then walk through our lobby area. I'm behind a second locked door. And then when I am working in my office, I have to work in my office with the door closed. And this is a solid wood door, highly soundproofed, all that stuff. So it's nice to have a private space, whatever. But it's like the whole point of being back in the office is to, like, support our students. And how can I support our students when I'm behind two locked doors? Like, that, that, that one doesn't really work for me. Okay? So, yeah. There are other things I will miss about working from home, but I'm curious to hear what you all the fans will miss. Shoot us a message, www, uh, nope, uh, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownbeanpodcast at yahoo.com to let us know what you'll miss or what you have missed or what you will miss about working from home. I think I pretty much covered all the all the things. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just you're more flexible. You can go do stuff when you want. If you need to duck out at 4.30, which is technically when I'm supposed to be off, but to, like, go do something that starts at 5 or, like, get a jump start on your weekend or something, it's just, like, nice to have that flexibility. I don't know. I... Apologize for the very low energy show this week, but I promise to always be true, loyal, and consistent to you, the fans, and I'm putting both of my best feet forward. One foot is that charismatic, sexy leader you love. That other foot is that authenticity, that genuinity that you expect from Quinn David Furness in my show. We are never pretending to be something that we're not. Okay? And that's what you got this week. I do, my last point here, shout out to my lovely partner in crime, Rachel Ramos. She turns 26 on Sunday. Happy birthday, babe. I will see you very soon. Love you, XOXO, yours truly, Quinster. Now, if she listened to that, it would be really touching, but I'll just have to tell her that I said it because I think she's listening to some sort of crime podcast instead this week. I got bumped out of the rotation like Jake Arietta. Oh, boy. Speaking of rest in peace. That's what I got for you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm not going to keep you for any longer than I need to. Everyone, stay cool, stay safe, stay sane. We're going to get that music playing. Rest in peace, work from home. Gone too soon. I'll check in on you later. Bye.